Schwa. What's up? Shit, chillin'. Chillin'. Keep doing it on a Saturday, man. <clears throat> Keep chillaxin' on a Saturday? Yeah, doing some, uh, doing some pointless cleaning around the house, but makes it look a little spiffier. Oh, yeah? What are you cleaning for? Uh, no reason. Uh, when I, I, I just got a little high and started cleaning, then I started pondering a Christmas switch, but it's not really possible in my in my apartment. It's a little too small. Oh, you're going to put up a tree? I want to for the first time in uh, six years of living here. <laughs> well, it'll be the first time in your life, right? You did a solo tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never had a tree besides, you know, the tree growing up. Yeah. So, so you're going to put one up? I don't know. I, I can only do fake ones here, so I got to see, like, how much those suckers run. I don't think they're too bad. I think you get a... Plus, like, you could get a small, like, four-footer. That's why I was playing it out, a little guy. Oh, yeah, dude. It's not going to be bad at all. It's going to be, like, 25, 30 bucks. Oh, really? That's cool. I think so. Yeah, I, I see the price of uh, real trees at the store. The store sells real trees, like, just outside in the lot, you know? Yeah. And those are, like, 45 bucks. I'm like, oh, man, I hope the fake ones aren't that bad. Okay. I don't know, Jeff, you're putting up a tree, you're cleaning. This sounds fishy to me. You got, a, you got a lady friend moving in, or what's going on here? No, nothing special. Okay. If you say so, bro, I don't know about a tree and some cleaning. I never heard any of that before. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get festive for once. I've been practicing Christmas tunes for three months. Okay. Have you guys landed any gigs with that? We need an update on the Christmas gig. No, it's falling pretty flat to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I mean, how are you trying to? How have you tried this so far? I mean, just uh, rehearsal time is hard to come by. Oh yeah. With both those guys, and I don't know, just kind of fell fell on its face, but uh, still hoping to play at Badger's Pub. Well, yeah, at least I get an update on that. But I need to do one last push for the boys. Yeah, at least play at the at the pub, man. Oh yeah, that's a must. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll do a one of these days. We'll do a behind the music on you, <laughs> and we'll see we'll we'll see where it all unfolded. Um, but it is hard to come by. We had a hell of a time squeezing in this podcast in this uh, this crazy Thanksgiving break. Oh yeah, dude. Hell of a week. Hell of a week. So you were out in California, right? Yeah, I was out kind of in the Sacramento area, uh, between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe. Yeah, well, it has a funny name. What's the name? Rough and Ready, baby. Rough and Ready. Holy shit. Yeah. God damn. Uh, So, are you, like, you're you're out in a rural area, or how's that, how's Rough and Ready look? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, just in the middle of a bunch of, like, Two intersection towns going up a slow mountain up to Lake Tahoe area from, like it's Edland, California. So you fly to Sacramento, then you just drive northeast on some rural-ass roads for like an hour and a half, and you get there. Who drove you up there? Uh, So I flew in with my brother and his family. Yeah. And then uh, folks drove me back to catch my flight, so I flew in yesterday. And my brother and his family flew in today. 
Okay. Hell yeah, so you were out in Caliway. Yeah. How'd Thanksgiving go? How's the spread? It's good spread, man. Was it? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't a big spread, but it's all the classics. Yeah. See, I was... I think we... I told my sister and my mom that I think we pulled off the best spread of our life. Really? I thought... That's a, that's a, that's a bold statement, Eric. I know how the top was get that. I'm saying... To, Thanksgiving 19, put it in the books. Put me on record for the, the best spread of our lives. And uh, our best Thanksgiving spread, no doubt. Tell me about it. <sighs> Everything was hitting, man. It was just hitting. We were we did uh we did a fried turkey like we have in the past. But we're oh, getting yeah. we're getting a little better at it. And uh I, we slightly What the fuck? We slightly overcooked something. We slightly overcooked it. Um, if anything, but it wasn't like the breast was still real moist, which is surprising. But for some reason, uh, the legs got real, the legs got kind of overcooked. That's and, all right. And a couple other parts, but you know, turkey legs really blow anyway. Put me on record for tur- turkey legs suck as well. Because, uh, uh, I'm more of a white meat guy, so I, I... I'm not a huge turkey leg guy, but they, it is delicious at a, at a carnival. Not a, not so much at Thanksgiving. I'm more of a douse everything in gravy type of guy. But even then, the even the the uh, what you're talking about, the turkey leg at Disney World, say or wherever, it has so many tendons. Oh yeah, the thing is riddled with tendons. I mean, it's hard to get the meat out of there. I'm not a huge fan of it. No, I, I I've never <laughs> been a fan of tendons. So a little bit of the bird got overcooked, but the turkey that the parts we nailed it were spectacular. Uh, Stephanie, my sister hooked up a nice rub. I'm not sure what was in it. I was just told to rub it in there, and I did. And uh, it turned out really good. And then we we she gave me I was in charge of the stuffing, uh, but she gave me a recipe that her friend likes. So we tried that, and that shit was was really hitting. And then we had, oh, it was amazing. The stuffing was amazing. In my book, it was the star of the show. But I'm a stuffing guy. Fuck yeah, dude. You know what I mean? And I'll even fuck with a stovetop. I know that's not a popular opinion, but a stovetop stuffing, you know, for a regular dinner that's not Thanksgiving is acceptable. I actually kind of like it. (laughs) I can't can't think of stovetop stuffing now without thinking of Chappelle's new stand-up. Oh, what does he say? Uh, it's, it's a long story, but like, basically he's talking about how he's getting so good at writing jokes that he writes a punchline, throws in a fishbowl, and then when he's writing a joke, takes out a random, like he's got a bunch of punchlines, he takes out random punchlines, like, all right, how can I make a joke out of this? He does this long-winded story about how when he was a kid, he went over to his white Mormon friend's house, you know, it, and uh, they, they asked him to stay for dinner. And at first he's like, nah, I'm good. Because he's like, yeah, white-ass people, they, you know, they, they, they have shitty dinners. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he heard that he uh, they were having stovetops. Oh, first I need to preface this. The punchline is, so I kicked her in the pussy. Okay. So let's wait for that. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, then he's like, he hears that... Uh, it's like, oh, well, that's a damn shame because, uh, you know, my mom's cooking stovetop stuffing tonight. He's like, word? Stovetop? 
He's like, hey, let me call my mom really quick. I went to the bathroom pretending to call my mom. She didn't give a fuck where I was at anyway. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I hear on the door. I knock on the door. It's it's my friend's mom. He's like, David? I, I hope you're still uh, joining us for dinner. He's like, yes, ma'am. Is that all right? He's like, yes, but I have some bad news. I'm afraid we won't have enough soap top stuffing to go around because I didn't plan for guests. And I, I, I'm about to butcher the, about to butcher the line, but he's, he's just like, so I looked her straight in the eyes. I'm like, oh. And so I kicked her in the pussy and ran out. <laughs> okay. I've had a feeling that was where it was going. Yeah. So he was pro stovetop. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Stovetop is a treat that uh, apparently... We- According to Dave Chappelle, black people don't get a lot. Okay, well, I I fuck with it too. I agree, but at Thanksgiving you don't you don't you obviously don't want a stovetop at Thanksgiving. You want a fresh stuffing. Yeah. And what you really don't want, okay, is some people are gonna buy this bag of like croutons, and then oh. they I don't know what it is, man. It's terrible. It's just the worst. You either go stovetop or you go homemade. You never get that bag. You get yeah, the bag's a big old gamble, dude. Yeah, the box or homemade, never the bag. And uh, so yeah, the stuffing was hidden. Uh, I mean, deviled eggs. We had the mashed potatoes were good. We had uh, fresh sweet corn grown locally here in Peoria, Illinois. Oh man! I mean, it was just it was amazing. So I just wanted to report that we had a good spread. Uh, my my proudest spread. A delicious spread. <laughs> <laughs> a delicious spread. Uh, so that that was that. We had some family in town. We've just been chilling the whole time. My sister had a, my sister had her new baby. So it's been a pretty cool weekend. Hell yeah! Congrats to your sister and yep. dog number one fan. Yep. <laughs> now he's number one fan with uh, three kids. Three 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 girls, right? Yep. Three rugrats. Yep. Well, that's, that's awesome, dude. So, um, in the midst of all that, obviously, I had a tough time, a real tough time, uh, getting all this wrestling in. Oh, yeah. Did you as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually uh, watched some of Raw on the plane ride home. Oh, I've been squeezing it in everywhere, and it's just impossible. Yeah, but totally. But, uh, I think we should start with, we'll just go in order, I guess. But I don't think we covered two two SmackDowns ago, so I think we're going to leave that one in the dust. Am I wrong? What you call two SmackDowns ago? Are we covering yesterday's SmackDown? Are you talking about SmackDown before Survivor Series? I don't think we ever talked about SmackDown before Survivor Series. Nope, I never watched it. Okay, we're going to skip it. <laughs> it's gone. Who cares? Okay, let's talk about Saturday night. Before Hell yeah. Th- before Thanksgiving, NXT War Games. Did you get a chance to? Did you get a chance to view? Oh yeah, it was segmented, but I, I watched War Games. How about yourself? Yeah, same thing. I didn't get all the way through, uh, just because, like I said, crazy week, and I had to skip around. But that is, from what I saw, it was banging. Oh, dude, the women's War Games started off the uh, night. That was like the best match of the weekend, in my opinion. That's, I agree. That was the funnest, that was my most enjoyable 
uh, match of the weekend or, or since of this whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Women's War Games opening match. Uh, I thought that who was it that I was impressed with? Oh, uh, Kaylee Ray. Yeah. That's the U. That's the NXT UK champ, right? I. I'm- that was the first time I really heard of her, but I think you, you are correct, sir. <clears throat> okay. So I like her a lot. She was working real stiff. Yeah. And I liked her. She did a couple of these real cool tornado DDTs. Uh, but that I just thought that whole match was really good. Rhea Ripley, obviously. Oh, Io Shirai was killing it. Yeah, and you had the Dakota Kai turn, too. That yeah. was pretty badass. That was. I didn't see that coming. Well, I, I don't watch NXT, so I'm like, okay, I'm down for that. Makes yeah. it a little unfair, but let's see what, this, what what unfolds here. Yeah. So, yeah, so Dakota Kai does a heel turn on, uh, what was her name? Uh, Tegan Knox. Yeah, Tegan Knox. So, uh, basically, they're both rendered useless, I guess. Tegan's too hurt to wrestle, and um, Dakota just says fuck it, I guess. Yeah, Dakota walked off. She's not going to be on Team Ripley after she just turned on Knox. Yeah. So, it it was basically four on two uh, for the re- remainder of that match. You know, I didn't see a lot of is Bianca Belair. No, they did a little feature on her. I was going to say, I thought she did. I, I was, like, I didn't know. I've been sleeping on Bianca Belair. I didn't know she was such a powerhouse. Oh, yeah, she's a strong girl. She's real fucking strong. She's like Daniel. She's like Dana Brooke. She's sneaky strong. She uh, yeah. she did a, like a a sweet power bomb and a sweet gorilla press. Uh yeah, she she's all upper body strength, dude. Um, anything else from this match? Uh, the moon salt. Yeah. I remember the moon. Is that Kaylee Ray? Who was that? No, that was uh, EO. That was the old super. That, EO? that was the Super Mario moonsault. Was it off the cage? Yep. Oh yeah, I was thinking of a lion salt that someone did. Oh yeah, yep. I don't remember who did that, but you probably you might be right. But yeah, I'm talking about the big one off the cage. Oh yeah, that that was definitely Super Mario sixty four, dude. Yeah. And it it was cool. They did it. They did it the right way. They didn't have everybody stand under there and have it all whack. No, I think it was what two people, maybe. Yeah, it was just two of them. And it was still done real like smooth and safe. It, it was a good one. Yeah. Oh, no, that, that was the match of the weekend. So if anyone out there is listening, you didn't catch that shit. Must watch this. Go back and watch it. Yeah, and also real quick before we move on. Bianca Belair was selling the uh, kendo, kendo stick shots, just how I like. And that's that? and that's when you you take the shot and your back arches, and then you jump around the ring, like you stub, oh, yeah. like you stubbed your toe, you know. Yeah. That's how it should always be done. That's how people used to take them. Then they got just too too big and strong, bro. Yeah, no, you need to sell that as a... That's one of those shots that hurts, man. You gotta jump around. You can't even handle it. Exactly. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was sick. What was the next one on the card? Uh, next one was... Uh, number one contendership triple threat match with uh, Priest, oh, yeah. Dane, and Dunn. 
Yeah, I thought my takeaway from this is I'm I was sleeping on Damian Priest too. That guy's pretty cool. He he, he was alright. He, he wasn't too flashy for me. Yeah, I don't recall. Killian Dane was uh, the the thumbs down of the match. <laughs> you gave him a thumbs down. Yeah, he was just heavy dogging it. Yeah. Oh, uh, I saw real quick. I saw, uh, you know, who's the hoss that we forgot about is Scott Norton. Scott Norton. You you might recognize if you saw him, but this is a beef boy. And I saw I saw a montage somebody made on the on the Instagram where he was hossing around, dude. Oh yeah. It was crazy. He was just shoulder blocking people out of their fucking out of their trunks. It was awesome. What 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 era was he from? He was a, a stable of WCW. That's where I know him from, but I'm sure he was oh. in. I'm sure he worked for Vince. I just don't remember. Yeah. I'll have to say uh, Scott Norton, huh? Yeah, take a look at Scotty Norton. That is such a WCW name. I'm sure <laughs> Vince changed that. But he was a he was one of those dudes that like he he was a a classic hoss. Like he's a dude that. If you were in the bar, if you were at the bar in 1997 and he walked in, like you knew not to fuck with that guy. Yeah. There's no he way. Down. Yeah, there's no way. Ocular pat down and you say hell no. <laughs> not that man. Um. No. Uh. Back to the match. What What do you think about Dunn and his style? The bruiser weight. The bruiser weight. <laughs> Pete Dunn. I don't mind it. I'm not. I'm not the hugest Pete Dunn fan. What do you think? I, I'm the same way. Like he's really talented, but I'm not here for the finger shit. Oh yeah. The finger and wrist shit. Like, yeah, that hurts, and they sell it well. But I don't know. Is it it's like a? For me. Is it like an Eng? Is it uh, an English thing? I don't, it could be, like, I know when I watched uh, NXT UK, whatever first pay-per-view that was or something, like, there's a lot of chain wrestling, more chain wrestling than normal, and, like, wacky, circusy chain wrestling, like, yeah, people you think would do, you know? Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. You're, are you talking about Pete Dunne versus, uh, damn, what's that dude's name? He's in a tag team now. Tyler Bate. Yeah, that was a no, good. If you get those two together, man, they'll chain wrestle for days. That was a good ass match, though. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I specifically remember watching that and saying that was a really good fucking match. Yeah, but I'm just saying in, ge- in general, like that throughout that pay per view. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I'm not. I'm not the biggest. I I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of his, but. It was a decent match. It wasn't as good as that first one. No. And it's hard to do with three people. Yeah. Was the third one... Uh, oh, that was Matt Riddle versus... Uh, ben Balor. Yep. This one I'm a little shaky on. I don't know if I fell asleep or what happened here. I'm a little shaky as well, dude. I know Finn won. Well, I know you're a Riddle guy, so I was hoping you would carry the weight here. Well... We don't have much there. Uh, and then the, what was the the finale? Oh, the men's war games. Yeah. 
Let's see. Uh, that was uh, t- Undisputed Era versus Team Champa. Undisputed Era was um, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole, baby. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I don't know. And <laughs> uh, then Team Champa had a mystery guest. Uh, the three people who were there was uh, obviously Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Dominic uh, Dijakovic. Is that, am I saying that right? I think so. I always pronounce it wrong, but that sounds right. And then Keith Lee. And then guess who popped in, Eric? Well, I guess I had this spoiled for me because I watched... Uh, we were watching some Survivor Series on Sunday. Yeah. And that, I had to go back and watch the rest of War Games. That sucked. Because uh, that would have been a real sick surprise. But yeah, it was Kevin Owens. But yeah, we got that spoiled, which was a bummer. Yeah. And, uh... Shit, I don't... I, I can't remember much from this match. I remember I liked the women's better, but this was still good. It was good. It was definitely good. The The part that everybody's going to remember, obviously, is the... Uh, when Champa did like his it was I don't know what he calls that but he drove uh Cole through the through a couple tables off the top there with uh whatever he called do you know what I'm talking about oh fuck it's starting to come back to me it's like it's like popping popcorn <laughs> you know uh, it's totally speckling in um oh well whatever that move was he did it off oh air raid crash I just found it Air Raid Crash. I don't remember that being... I guess that's what it's called. Describe it. Uh, he has some, like... Like, uh... One... So, say the guy's wrapped around your back, uh, sideways, not around your front. Yeah. And then he's got, uh, uh, one arm under his head, and then his... Or, probably his left arm under the guy's head, with the guy wrapped behind his back, and his right arm under his legs... And, and then he just, oh, just yeah. falls backwards and drives him into the mat. Yeah, the tables weren't stacked vertically, though. It was just two tables that, yes. uh, lined up next to each other. Yeah, it was for extra security, I guess. Was this off the top rope or the top of the cage? Top of the cage. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You're right. That's... It's just like a fallback. Like, obviously, they're not going to jump from up there with a guy sideways on your back. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, he just fell straight into it and then fell straight into the pin. Yeah, I don't know if the shoulders were down, but I'll take it. <laughs> right? It was so that's that's the spot of the match for sure. I think well, and that and the Kevin Owens pop was big. Yeah, but it sucked for us because we already knew it was coming. I, I remember now, like that was at the end. Like everyone did their special. Everyone on their team like popped the special off. The cameraman was just panning it, you know? Yeah. And you see them up in the corner, and you're like, oh, shit, this is the big boy. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. It was hella good, man. I didn't get to see, uh, we'll get there, but did you get to see any of NXT after this? No. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go through, um, I don't think we have to go through match by match on Survivor Series, but we'll just give our takeaways here. Um, I thought it was overall, I thought, I thought it was a pretty good show. I just don't think it had a lot of memorable stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the talent was good, especially like the first half. He started off with the women's, uh, 
Survivor Series match, and then you have the um, the B title, triple threat, and then the NXT title match. And those are all really good-ass matches. And then even uh, you can throw in the Universal title match with Bray and Daniel. Yeah, so we, we had some thoughts on that one. We thought it was... Like, I thought it was a slow build, and that's fine, and it was, uh, like, the ma- the actual match itself, I'm saying, was, like, they were just warming up, and I felt like it was just starting to build, and the crowd was getting into it, and then all of a sudden it just ended. Yeah, the ending was real sudden. It was only ten minutes long, which isn't long for a Universal title match at all. No. Nope, and it just felt bad. I forget, uh, the Fiend reversed something into a mandible claw. Yeah. So it was quick. Like, Brian yeah. Brian had some offense rolling, he reversed something into the mandible claw, and that's it. Yeah, he had just enough momentum to get the crowd popping a little bit. He had some Brian fans, some Bray fans, probably, like, split. Yeah. Which is kind of how Brian seems to work. Like, his matches do seem to slowly build, kind of like an AJ Styles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... I think it was moving right along how how I wanted it to, and I was like, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good match, and then it was just done. So, <clears throat> I thought that was kind of disappointing, the ending there. Yeah. Um, going back a quick second, I really like Cole versus Dunn, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, NXT won the weekend, man. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And I think intentionally... I don't know what WWE's doing right here, but they're doing a whole a huge push on NXT. I think they're just trying to make it serious competition for AEW, really. I think so too. You think they're gonna? Uh, I keep thinking that they're gonna keep this going. They're gonna keep like this NXT versus WWE thing rolling. You think that's possible? I was wondering the same thing, and I was watching WWE backstage attic. The work shoot. The work shoot show. Yeah. WSS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Triple H was on it. Samoa Joe asked him that basically that same question. He's like, are we going to see more of that Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT going forward now? You know, because like Becky and Shayna Baszler seem like they could have something to brew and, and other things. Yeah. But uh, Triple H is like, well... I think after Survivor Series, it's usually business as usual. That's the one time that the brands mingle, so I think we're going to keep it that way, basically. But, I mean, he, he, you know, it's wrestling, so he's, like, purposely non-committal. Yeah. I don't think it'd be a terrible thing. What, uh, intermingle? Well, like, don't do it like they've been doing it. Obviously, we've been very vocal on the, uh, on the... Run the constant run-ins of the Survivor Series build that sucked. Yeah. So I don't want to do that, but I I wouldn't mind them intermingling. I mean, I think for a little bit, if they they really want to, like, you know, ever since they moved to Fox, they're trying to keep the brands a little more fucking wound up. Not this wild card rule shit. Yeah. So I think just to keep the stability, like, so you know who's on what show really hardcore. They need to keep it probably through the holidays, at least, like, just straight up. That's true. 
get some in-show rivalries because we really haven't done that yet. He got, he had the draft, but then immediately you had the fucking Saudi Arabia show, and then you had Survivor Series, which was teams going after each other. I guess that kind of identifies who's on what show, but I mean, shit, you, you had so many people in the ring, I still get it mixed up. Yeah. No, yeah, it was definitely, it was confusing as shit, especially with all the run-ins. You just you couldn't keep track of who was supposed to be feuding with who. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I think they meant, they obviously, I mean, obviously, they're, they're in control of what's going on here. They obviously wanted NXT to shine that whole weekend. Yeah. So, it was cool, though. I thought, I thought, uh. The, yeah, I agree that, that the Adam Cole versus Pete Dunn was a cool match. Um, speaking of NXT, while we're still here, since I know we don't have any anything on the newest episode, uh, did you hear the latest uh, Morrow controversy? No. So I guess Corey Graves was talking shit. Um, and then he, he... Well, he said something like... Uh, I know it's hard to believe, but there's a there's also he he was talking about Morrow's performance at War Games. Yeah. And he said, I know it's hard to believe, but there's also a former Ring of Honor champion and former WWE and and WWE Hall of Famer on the announce team. They might have something to offer as well. So he was like basically saying he talked too much. Who so, was his announce partner? Who? Oh, uh, Nigel McGuinness and, uh, Beth Phoenix. Oh, no, man. No fucking way. <laughs> Morrow talked talk plenty. He had so many funny comments. There was one that really stood out, and I can't remember it. So you're saying he his amount of talking was fine? Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a Morrow guy, man. That dude is, like, the best announcer going. Yeah. No, I am too. I, I, I was disappointed by this, but uh, Graves said that, and this could totally be true, Graves said that he was trying to start something that they could work with on television. Like, he basically said it was a work. Oh, really? Yeah, which, if, it, if I could understand that, but... What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can you could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans, internal data, placing fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing letter, license in all 50 states, analysts, consumer access.org, number 330. Apparently, Morrow didn't take it that way and... And it's been a big hubbub since. Like he, Morrow didn't show up to this NXT episode last Wednesday. Or this this latest one. Oh Christ! Yeah, because you know he has like mental mental illness issues and stuff that he's very open about. Yeah. 
So I guess he he didn't take it that way. I I don't know I don't know where to fall on this. Like I, I can see if if Corey was trying to do this for the show, that makes sense to me. But <laughs> but maybe just know that maybe Morrow's not the right guy to do it with. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a little personal about his style for like if you're trying to do a work like that's getting pretty behind the scenes about how he does his broadcasting you know yeah so i don't yeah i don't i don't really know how to feel about that but it sucks because i don't want him to leave again no i don't think he will maybe he just took a week off i don't know it is the holidays that's true yeah maybe it's who knows uh so what else happened on survivor series that we want to talk about uh, yeah, the last three matches were the Men's Survivor Series, the uh, Ray Brock Lesnar, and then the Women's Triple Threat. Um, women's Triple Threat was a little foggy to me. Uh, Shayna pinned Bailey, right? Uh, no, Shayna Shana, uh, made Bailey tap out. Okay, okay, I knew it was them too, and then and then Becky came back. And, uh, like, attacked Shayna, right? Yeah, because Becky just softly got attacked on a table. Like, the table didn't break. I don't think it was supposed to. The crowd didn't like it. But then Shayna just went in and did her thing with Bailey, won the match, and Becky felt like, I don't know, she was, she was, she was hot and in a fighting mood. I don't blame her. She can't do no wrong. Okay. So she came in, attacked Shayna. Yeah. And uh, gave the crowd in Chicago what they wanted, which was a fucking table shot. Because, yeah, she just leg-dropped uh, Shayna through the table and stood tall at the end of the night. Okay, yeah, I remember it now. It's basically like, they're still bumping NXT and bumping Shayna Baszler, but not making Becky look uh, any of the less weaker because she stood tall at the end. Okay. Bailey, on the other hand, that's not a good look for you. But yeah, someone's going to take the fall. <laughs> yeah, Bailey got shit on for sure there. Yep, that's business as usual, unfortunately, for her. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, the one thing from the Men's Survivor Series, uh, it, it boiled down to Roman Reigns versus Rollins versus Keith Lee. Yep. And then uh, uh, Rollins got kicked out. I can't remember by who or how. It was that uh, Keith Lee's... Uh, Sick power bomb. I like his power bomb. Oh, okay. So yeah, his reigns in, in Lee and Lee got a bump uh, metaphorically and then physically from Reigns after the match as well. <laughs> like they, I forget this. They had like a bro moment. You mean and went in for a bump? Yeah, Reigns did a respectful bump. Bump to Keith Lee. Like yeah, you're the up and comer. You know, Taker did when he was the American badass. He's he's playing the big dog role. Okay, I got you. He's a king of the locker room. Okay. Uh, That's early a- exits. Uh, who was the sneaky early exit in this match? Oh yeah, KO was the third one out. Seven minutes in, KO fucking got eliminated. Couldn't yeah. tell you about who, but the crowd did not like that one bit. 
Oh yeah, he he did like the I remember he did like the thing where he was gonna do a bullfrog splash and he had to decide, like between, splashing the NXT guy or splashing the SmackDown guy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Okay, I remember. I remember KO's part now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, SmackDown ended up winning this with Roman, and yeah, Raw's basically out of it at this point. For those of you who actually give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ray and Brock, anything from that? No, pretty classic. I wish Ray would have won. Yeah, he got out the lead pipe. He wants to know if you're trying to get that pipe, Brock. Yeah. Well, I guess the uh, I guess the moments with uh, Dominic were kind of cool. Frog splash. Oh yeah, Dominic had a had a splash and Ray had a splash. Mm-hmm. A couple of splash bros. A couple of splash brothers. It wasn't bad. I guess Splash, um, Father's Son, doesn't really have the same yeah. ring. It was kind of like that was the theme of the night, like nothing was bad. Yeah. But nothing was amazing. I, I don't know, I think they should, uh, I think they need to learn from, uh, baseball's mistakes and learn from NXT and just, but I know it's hard because there's so many guys, but I just don't think that they should be this long. Did you say learn from baseball's mistakes? Yeah, of like, like taking too damn long. Oh, keeping my attention. I gotcha. My 2019 attention span is, you know, it's NXT is perfect for me. I get in, I get out, I I smoke my crack, and I move on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like the women's match, I think the crowd was super super dead by then. Oh, totally. And you can tell the same shit happened on uh, Raw the next night. Like, during the opening, the crowd was, you know, classic rowdy-ass Chicago crowd. By the main event, they were into it, but they, 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 they weren't into it. Okay, so that's the next... So the next thing is Raw, right? Yeah. Alright, let's, um... You want to go over Raw real quick, or do you want to you want to take a break and do a do a Chicago Bulls thirty second update? Oh man, I think the audience wants to hear a quick update. Yeah, I think we should take a break from the wrestling. Um. So if are you ready, Jeff? Let's let's let this shit fly. All right, and now it's time for Jeff's. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Alright. Now it's time for Jeff's 30 second Bulls update. Bulls fans. Bulls fans. 30 second Bulls update. Something like that. I think it was 5 and 11. Then the Bulls last Saturday went into Charlotte. Last time we played Charlotte Attic was opening night. Yes. We had all the momentum in the world, like preseason Bears momentum. And opening night, what we do but fucking blow a lead to the goddamn Charlotte Hornets. Yep. 
and just started off our season shitty. So we're out for revenge, goddammit. Revenge game. Revenge game. Okay. And guess... Well, this, this game didn't go quite as a revenge game, Eric, because we trailed for kind of a lot of it, but we kept it tight. We kept it tight. Stacy King was starting to get, uh pissed off at the end because we were losing and he was Neil Funk wasn't there to help him. He had some uh, rookie lady asking him questions about the bulls that are uncomfortable if you're a homer. Okay. But he's like, what do the bulls need to do to get out of these offensive lapses that they're in? What's Lowry Markkinen's issue? All this shit. Let's not talk about that. Sweep it under the rug. Stacy's gonna get pissed off. So they... She's, she's did, asking man, the... Back, huh? Good. As he did this, Zach Levine was going off, Eddie. Did you hear about this game at all? No. Zach Levine was racking up threes throughout this game, sneaky under the radar. And he ended up with 49 points, a, fr a career high, franchise record, 13 three-pointers, Eric. 13. Damn. Motherfucker shot 13 for 17 on threes. He said that was a franchise record? That's a franchise record. From Derrick Rose's... Did, didn't he have 12 or something? D. Rose? No, he wouldn't have 12. Nah. Who the fuck... Who, who had the record before? Do you remember? Possibly Krober. I don't know. Okay. I don't know either. Go ahead. Uh, anyway... gotta check out the ending of this game if you didn't hear about it, Eric, because what had happened was, we are playing the free throw game, you know, we're down, we're down big and we're just fouling, trying to fucking chuck shit up. So we're down five with seven seconds left. Stacey King is just like, oh god, the Bulls just let me down again. He's still just, he wants to get out of there. And so the Bulls come down the court after being down five. Get it. Tomas Sadransky gets a quick three off. Boom. Now it's a three-point game. 115 to 112 Charlotte. Charlotte's out of timeouts. We got 1.6, or not 1.6. We got like five seconds on the clock. Charlotte inbounds it. Bulls trap. That ball pops out. Zach Levine gets a hold of that motherfucker. He doesn't fucking lay it straight up for the fucking two to tie it. He Reggie Miller's it. Goes behind the line, shoots his 13th three-pointer, buries it. Bulls win 116-115. Holy shit, that's a ballsy-ass move. Game of the season. Fuck, it sounds like it. So instead of taking the two to tie, he back he turns around and runs past the line and shoots the three to win. Yeah. That's and cool. Nancy yeah. King is just caught with his pants down, celebrating. Man. I mean, not, not literally, but you know, he, like his, his tone completely changed in an instant. Yeah, that is incredible, man. That's a ballsy-ass move. And he's not even like a known three-point assassin guy. He's good three-point. Like, he, yeah. he can shoot deep threes and shit, but he's not like, no. you know, Clay or, or Steph. Exactly. He's, <laughs> he's not of the Reggie Miller brand. No. That's pretty fucking wild. Yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah. And I hope you got your bulls hype from that, because since then, <laughs> we lost to Portland at home. Carmelo Anthony's back, baby, and he's looking swift. Then apparently, when I was in California, we lost to Golden State, the worst team in the league, Eric. How'd we lose to Golden State? 
I don't know. I mean, how is Golden State the worst team in the league? That the, the fact that that's true is amazing to me. <laughs> the dynasties died hard. Yeah, they do. They really fucking do. We, we went through that with the Bulls. Yep. Uh, through sev yeah, several times, according to you, there's been several dynasties. Yeah, oh yeah, there's, there's been several rise and falls of dynasties. It's like the Chinese Empire out here, baby. So, you said since that game they lost to Portland and to Golden State? Those are both bad losses. Portland's not a bad loss, they got a good team. Really? They're gonna be a playoff team for sure. They just always start slow. Oh. And they've lost to Portland again in Portland. We haven't beaten Portland since 2016, Eric. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. I thought Portland was shitty this year. They, they were slumping, but they still got Dame, CJ McCollum, and Melo. That's true. So how's Melo look? He's just catching shoe guy he now. He looks pretty damn good against the Bulls. That's not saying much, but he looked good. Yeah. He dropped like a 20 burger or something. Oh yeah. I mean, he's washed up, but still, he was a, at, at one time one of the best offensive players ever. Yeah. So I mean, he's I'm, yeah, 20. He could still get you 20 every night if you needed him to. Hell yeah. <sighs> so the Bulls now stand at 6 and 14, right in the hub. That's trying to all fucking coagulate for that eighth playoff spot. There's seven teams above 500 in the East, and the rest of them are just like the Bulls. Like, kind of shitty, but we can still make that move, baby. Yeah. Where are the Heat at? The Heat are, like, up in, like, uh, three or four. They're above 500 quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. Well, so, what about the Western Conference? Are the Lakers at the top, or what? Oh yeah, Lakers are 17 and two. Last I checked. Wow. Top of the West, and then you got like the Clippers and the Nuggets all all up there. Yeah, I keep hearing about this LeBron Anthony Davis things looking real good. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, the Lakers looked really good up until Christmas last year, so yeah, it'll be interesting. But that's true. Well, hell yeah. So what'd you say the record was for an update? We got. Six and fourteen. Okay. Not the gr not the greatest, but no. we'll bounce back, baby. I think so. Both of our predictions are still very possible. Oh yeah. Uh, you had twenty-two wins for the year, and I had thirty-five. Yeah. I think I went a little low, but I'll stick to it. I'm a man of my word. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, so, Jeff, let's see if the audience is awake tonight. Let's give you a round of applause for that wonderful 30-second Chicago Bulls update. Oh, there they are. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, thank you. So, um, so next on the wrestling schedule was Monday Night Raw. The Monday night, night Raw, indeed. The night after uh, um, Survivor Series. And I'll be the first to tell you I did not see any of this. Oh, Eric, Raw was good. I know, that's what I heard. I heard it was a good Raw, and I heard that uh, there was a good promo by Seth Rollins, so we should probably start there. So to open the match, Rollins was hosting a town hall where he just had all the Raw roster. Not all the Raw roster. Where's your girlfriend? Yeah. Lucky she ain't in Denver. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Rollins had most of the Raw roster out there, and he's just shooing about. And he 
things started to get assholeish. The Chicago crowd started off the night chanting CM Punk. And he's, he's, he's just getting on the crowd's uh, bad side of me. He's like, hey, guys, I asked him to be here, but he couldn't. So could you just let me speak? Yeah, he's doing You're that like, on purpose. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a seed, my friend. Oh, yeah. I believe... Yes, I believe that the CM Punk return is happening, and I believe it's against Seth Rollins. Oh, man. That's a, that's a hot take, Eric. I, I mean, they, they planned the seed. I don't know why they wouldn't do it that way. Makes sense to me. I think that was. I think he was just trying to start the show and responding to a Chicago crowd who tends to chant CM Punk for no reason. I just can't see the. I can't see him coming back. Holy shit! We're already at forty-seven minutes, Jeff. Well, we'll get through this quick. I can't see real quick. I cannot see CM Punk coming back just to do that stupid fucking show. I haven't seen him on the show yet, but I just watched this week's episode. So, yeah, he could, he could have other shit to work. I think so. But anyway, so what? So what's Seth got to say to these <laughs> these gentlemen? So he just starts chewing gentlemen and ladies out. He starts with Randy Orton, calls him out like, "Oh, you you're an early exit last night. Where are you on that one, dipshit?" And Orton <laughs> uh, just walks out. Then he turns to uh, Charlotte Flair. He's like, "Charlotte." You know, you you weren't even the last woman standing. You're supposed to be the captain. You're supposed to be Flair. So Flair walks out, and he gets on AOP. He's like, you guys, you weren't even there last night. And then, Eric, the worst of all mistakes, this is where he lost the locker room. He's like, Ray, I think you were the worst disappointment of all of us last night. You had your lead pipe and your stupid son, and you still couldn't get the job done against Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I like that, though. Oh, yeah, he got a lot of heat. And then the rest of the locker room walked out. And he's like, fine, go then. And all of a sudden, who pops in the ring but fucking Kevin Owens. Okay. And Rollins rips Kevin Owens a new one. He's like, you will never be a Seth Rollins. You've just been a lazy piece of crap. You're like, okay. <laughs> Rollins is acting a little funny tonight. Yeah, so he's starting to turn. Oh, the turn has happened, baby. Yeah. Okay. I like it. So, um, uh, KO basically stuns Rollins right there on the spot, walks off, and then after commercial, Rollins challenges KO in a backstage interview to a match that night. Uh, KO claps back later, uh, to what Rollins had to say, basically saying that, um, you, oh, God, what was. He called uh, Rollins an insufferable prick and told Rollins, like, I know who I am. I've been the same guy since I've been here, since day one. You keep trying to mold yourself into what you think the company wants you to be. So he's getting personal with it. I like this storyline a lot, Eric. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I didn't see it, so I can't really, but I'm not a huge fan of the town hall version. I just hate the fact that a heel wouldn't, like another bit, like like a, I'm looking at a picture right here with him talking shit and Drew McIntyre standing there. Like, why doesn't D Mac just come in and beat the shit out of him? Oh, uh, seriously. <laughs> and Seth Rollins got eliminated by a fucking NXT talent. Yeah. So I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, seriously, dude. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. 
so this culminates with the main event with Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Uh, they're just having a match. You know how they do. It's going to be a good match. For sure. But uh, this gets uh, ruined by AOP, who comes in, attack KO. Like, first, like, they stare down with KO, and KO strikes first, but they attack him. And then Rollins is ready to fight AOP, too, because you don't know why the fuck they're attacking KO. Yeah. Rollins is ready for a fight, but AOP spares Rollins, so we, you might, we might have an alliance brewing as well. Oh, I love that. So you're saying AO- AOP might be Rollins' henchman? Yeah, because Rollins called him out personally at the town hall. So I, I think yes. they, they responded by kicking Owens' ass. I would totally stand behind AOP being Rollins' henchman if Rollins is going full heel. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a holiday special attic. I like it. I like a couple of big dogs standing behind Rollins. Okay. Uh, the, the other star of the night from Raw was uh, the U.S. Championship picture. Uh, so we're set out to have AJ Styles versus uh, Humberto Carrillo. You're like, okay, this match has been well played out, but whatever. Before the match starts, Scalas and Anderson just come in and fucking kick the shit out of Carrillo. Uh Ricochet comes to the aid late, like he doesn't fight anyone. He just comes like when the refs are tending to uh, tending to Carrillo, and uh, AJ's like goating him, like, "Hey, you're a little late to the party. Why? Where were you last night?" Blah blah blah. And uh, then starts the classic, "Why don't you challenge me for the title?" And then someone else comes out and joins the fucking combine. No. Okay. We get one of those. Then we got a we got a big conga line, Eric. It was Ricochet, then it was Orton, then it's D Mac, and then it's Mysterio. Okay. So we, somehow they get goaded in to having a fatal four way. Shane McMahon's not there to make this match, Eric, so Ricochet does this heavy lifting. He's like, you know what guys? Let's have a fatal four way. <laughs> I wonder how how in the hell Anybody was able to calculate that math without Shane McMahon. Unbelievable. I know. But the one good thing about this is the winner faces AJ later that night. Or I guess in this case, right after the match. So you actually get the payoff. You don't just get, hey, let's have a fatal four-way and do it next week. Okay. So the, the audience is actually really into this match. Uh... Long story short, the Fatal 4-Way, Ray pins Ricochet for the win to face AJ. Um, what the hell does this say? Oh, uh, Gallows and Anderson actually interfered in this match to keep Orton from winning. I thought that was interesting. So, ended up you have AJ versus Ray. Uh, that's a good-ass match. Match of Raw, in my opinion. Yeah, sounds like it. I got uh, Gallus and Anderson interfere while the uh, ref is unconscious. We get an unconscious ref, Eric. What happened? No, remember? Huh? How, do you remember why he's unconscious? No. Okay. All of a sudden, he's just unconscious. I don't think the cameraman got got a good angle on it. Uh, so Gallus and Anderson, who were ejected, came back in to interfere, and then Orton 
comes back in at a critical moment to interfere on Ray's behalf, and boom, we got a new fucking U.S. champion, Attic. Yes, I saw this. I saw a spoiler for this. Yep, Ray Mysterio is your new U.S. champion, and AJ's pissed at Orton, speechless pissed. So we got another feud brewing between two classy vets. Okay, so we got AJ Orton coming up. Yep, non-title feud. Okay. Well, I don't mind any of that. No. I like that, and I like Ray being champ. That's cool with me. Yep. I'd like to see more of Ray Ricochet. Uh, that could be interesting. Yeah. I don't know who you'd have heel, though. Someone that's, would have to turn. That's true. Uh, but yeah, those are the highlights of Raw. Uh, you had Matt Hardy in a singles match. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, I saw that versus Buddy Murphy. Yeah. But that just led to uh, another feud brew between uh, Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. Okay. Oh, uh, and there was an Oscar Flair match. That, yeah. That I saw was good. Well, somebody said it was good. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm sure it was. It was good, but it's in the spot of uh, Raw, like we talked about with Survivor Series, where the crowd just gets out of it. Yeah. So it didn't get the pop that it probably should have. Oscar uh, won with uh, Green Mist. Kyrie Sane interfered and distracted Charlotte. And then Charlotte just had time to pull back her ponytail to avoid getting her hair green by the Green Mist. Classy move, <laughs> Charlotte. That is classy. <laughs> you don't want to have that thing stained for the show the next night. No, you want to be able to get that shit off your face as soon as you get backstage. Uh, so yeah, that sounds like a pretty good. That sounds like a pretty good raw. Yeah, I was impressed. I'd say I'd go back and watch it, but I there's no way I can find time for that. But what I will do is go back and watch the Rollins promo, and then probably the um the U, the United the U.S. Championship match. Yeah, those are, those are the highlights of the show. Um, did you happen to catch any of SmackDown last no. night? Yeah. Oh, you no. did? No. Okay. And what about, what else did we miss? We, we said we didn't see NXT. We didn't see that. Did we see any of AEW? No. Okay. I was out of town on Wednesday, so I, I forgot to record it. My, my ship would have been full anyway, so... Yeah, no yeah, worries. I dropped the ball during the holidays. No worries. I dropped the ball on NXT too. That's kind of one thing I've been trying to focus on to make sure we got some review for that, and I blew it there too. But it's the holiday weekend, Jeff. What are you going to do? Exactly. You know what I mean? And and honestly, we're right, at, right about out of time here. i got to run again. Hopefully next week we won't have such a problem with this. Yeah. But there's just a lot of, a lot of goddamn wrestling nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to keep up. And and then you get a pay-per-view weekend on top of the holidays, and that's almost impossible. <laughs> Seriously, man. <laughs> it was a rough one. It really was. But uh, my final take is that NXT won the weekend intentionally, but NXT was a lot of fun. If, if, you're, if you're a casual wrestling fan and you're listening to this, the one thing you're going to watch is war games, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, War Games is probably the highlight. Um, quick, before we go, quick shout out, Jerry the King Lawler, fucking killing it. Absolutely just 
everything he's doing is great. Yeah. He's the great... Me and Jeff listened to a show pretty pretty religiously called The Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gatz. Yeah. And, and they have a... Uh, they have a gen- an elder statesman of the show, uh, Greg Cody, that comes on Tuesdays. And I text Jeff one night that having Jerry on commentary, Jerry the King Lawler on commentary, is like having a Greg Cody Tuesday. It's just, <laughs> yeah, you just you look forward to it. It helps. It's a whole other vibe. Yeah. It's a whole other vibe. It's real laid back. And Jerry sells the shit. Jerry, you could tell he's old school because he's selling all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, he's great, man. He's not just telling you what he sees. He's he's making you feel like when the Survivor Series build was going on. He's ma- he's making you feel that, oh, they shouldn't be siding. Like, who, who's Kevin Owens with? Is he NXT or is he... You know what I mean? They're really... Well, is Kevin Owens Raw or SmackDown now? He's Raw. Okay, so yeah, that was one of the things. But anyway, he's he wants you to feel the storyline. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, even at Survivor Series, I mean, he's been doing this for years, but he's, like, always talking shit to the other announcers. Like, oh, Team Raw will come back and whoop you guys' ass. Just you wait. Yeah. He is really good, man. I agree with that. So, yeah, shout-out to King, and I hope Morrow um, just took off a week for the holidays. Yeah, come on back, Morrow. Fuck Corey Graves, okay? He's been st- he, He's been stealing from us. You know, we yes. are we already got beef with Graves. <laughs> Vince, you know, gives his first WWE podcast goes to Corey Graves, and then he takes all our shit. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right, Corey. You get you, you really mess with a small fish like us for all your content. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So fuck Corey Graves. Come on back, Marinaro. You're the best in the biz, brother. Fuck yeah. Come on home. And on that note, Jeff, night-night. Night-night. But now I don't understand. Now I don't. Now I don't understand. Good. Okay.